Are you leading a retreat for your employees or management team? Well, check out today's episode where I'm gonna share how I recently led a virtual retreat. Now, what I'm gonna share with you will apply to an in-person retreat for sure, plus some of the books that I've been reading that really helped me prepare for this and some of the mistakes that I've made in the past that I'm gonna be sure to avoid in the future. Now, for those of you who are new to the show, my name's Jack Jostis and I'm the CEO at Ramblin' Jackson and the author of Get Found Online. And this is the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing, where we talk about how to increase your sales with marketing. And in this episode, lead your team, which is one of the most rewarding and challenging parts of running a business is leadership. So check out today's episode to see how you can inspire and lead your team with a retreat. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. If you don't know, Ramblin' Jackson is a digital marketing agency serving the landscaping industry. We've been in business for over 11 years, and we help landscaping and lawn care companies with their uh, SEO, branding, and website design. Now, I've been running the company for 11 years, and um, for most of that time, we've been a mostly remote company. And in uh, September of 2019, uh, you know, a few months before this whole COVID-19 thing, when everyone was working remotely, we closed our office in Boulder and have been working 100% remote since that time. Um, I have about 10 people and we do, uh, last year we did $1.2 million in revenue. So that's a little framework, a little bit about our background. Last year, we had our first annual Ramblin' Retreat where we flew out our remote staff. We have, uh, we at that time, we had um, many employees from around the country, including New York, Georgia, Ohio. A lot of us happened to be in Colorado, which is where I'm based. And that was a really great experience. We had everybody come out for a week. Uh, we stayed in Airbnbs. We did a lot of um, hiking and in-person workshops in addition to going to restaurants and things. And this year, because of the uh, the shutdown of things and the COVID-19, we planned this as a fully virtual retreat. And it went really well. Overall, I have to say it went well. I'm going to share what went well. Um, and And it's still not quite the same as doing it in person, which is what... Um, everyone on the team and I would prefer, and we, we will do that again someday, but I'd say it was like 85% of all the goodness, you know, that remaining 15%, you just can't beat, uh, you know, meeting with people in person and having a meal with them or going on a hike or, or doing something in person. There's just no way you can, you can, you can video conference that experience. Right. Uh, but we did a lot of cool things with this being a fully virtual retreat, and let's dive into what that was. So the format of the Ramblin' Retreat this year was four days, and we had a morning session from 8 to 10.30 with a short break in the middle there. Then we took an hour break 
And then we had a 30 minute lunch meetings and that, that 30 minute lunch meeting was great because we had people from different departments having one-on-one -on -one meetings with people that they haven't really spent that time doing it with. And then we did a, um, an afternoon session from, uh, one to three 30. And then we did an afternoon session from noon to two 30. Now, uh, that was one of the things that went well. That format went very well because there's a Amos Lee song that my dad and I would always talk about of keep it tight, but keep it loose. And I think last year, the first retreat, I, it was too tight, meaning I had, I tried to pack way too much stuff into it. And what I found in leading workshops, leading masterminds, um, is that sometimes you need, like a conversation is going to start and you want to have space to let that happen. And, and also, um, depending on the personality style of the people who are attending, uh, some of them may never even be in meetings at all or client facing at all. And when you put people like that in meetings all day, it can just be exhausting and uh, diminish the purpose of why you're even getting together. So that would be one of the things I'd recommend is make sure that you have ample breaks and that you have enough planned, but not too much and keep space um, I had a lot of buffer on, on the ending of things because one workshop needed to go 30 minutes longer and it was no problem. We had that time planned. And then the next day, another one ended 30 minutes earlier and, and that was okay too. To kick things off uh, on Monday, we also had an optional virtual yoga class led by Kelly L. Laracy from the Little Yoga Studio, one of our clients here in Boulder. And that was a really great way to relax and get our minds ready for the week. In the weeks heading up to this, Kara, my wife and I sent out gifts to everybody and uh, we told them not to open them until they came to the retreat. So that, that was exciting. And that was the first thing we did was open some gifts because we just want to say thank you to our people. And, um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, you know, the last several months during COVID, I was listening to Russell Brunson recently. He was talking about leading your business like a wartime general versus a peacetime general. And normally we're a peacetime general and things are slow and we have a lot of conversations about things, but this was like wartime. We need to go, go, go. And we've just been hustling. Uh, it's been a very reactive uh, kind of frenetic, chaotic environment for us because we've been making changes for everybody's websites and SEO in addition to doing these bigger projects. Um, so, so first, this was a really good time for people to finally relax. And uh, the gifts were just a fun way to celebrate the team. And we got gifts from uh, small businesses around the country. We got some uh, donuts because, yes, you can, you can have donuts at a virtual retreat. You might have to mail them to people. We had some coffee from our friends over at Ozo. Um, we got some really cool uh, notebooks, uh, these, these cool journals um, from uh, Second Story Goods in Haiti. That was really cool. We had our logo branded on there. So we sent those out and also some, uh, the big gift was Apple AirPods. So that was just a fun way to get things started uh, with, with some gifts. And uh, man, those donuts were really good. So see our show notes for a link to those donut people. I can't remember their name right off, off the hand, uh, but uh, uh, check them out in our show notes. One of the things that I did this year was I had themes for each day. And the theme for the first uh, set of workshops was really around empathy and relationships. 
because so often we're hiring new people and maybe they, they don't get to meet everybody and we just kind of get into working. And when those relationships aren't established, that makes it harder for teams to actually what we call rumble, which is uh, disagreement. Disagreement is beautiful. Conflict is a beautiful thing. It needs to happen. But when, when people don't have empathy or relationship with other people, what do they do? They don't they don't have that conflict and that's where a lot of the problems um, arise. So um, the, one of the first exercises we did, I learned from a book from Patrick Lencioni. He wrote The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, which is an amazing book. And, it, and he also has a field guide. So I strongly recommend this field guide. I came up, you know, I've read this book a couple times and I always learn a lot. And one of the exercises that we did from this book was the personal histories exercise which is where you share where you grew up, how many how many siblings did you have, and what was the hardest part of your childhood. And man, we've all had hard childhoods, right? We're all humans. And uh, there was not a dry eye in the house during that exercise. And you just, you just learn so much about people from doing that. And uh, I'm really glad, like I said, that we had that long break after that, because I remember when I did that workshop last year, when I did that exercise, was the moment that this group of individual people became a team. And to take that, that team building uh, in an even stronger direction, we, we hired my business coach, Wayne Herring, to lead a workshop on DISC. DISC is a personality assessment. There are a lot of different personality assessments out there. I uh, happen to have now, after several years of working with it, I really uh, enjoy the DISC assessment. And with Wayne, we also do something called driving forces, which helps you understand people, what motivates people. This is so enlightening to learn about uh, DISC because it seems really obvious, but Every time we talk about this, everyone has the same reaction, which is like, oh, yeah, people have very different personalities than I do. Bulk of the time, you'll be behaving on that introverted, listening, absorbing first, and and you'll be over on SNC. So most of the time, people have two that are dominant. And they normally work next to each other on this four square, but not always, but most of the time. So people are normally S and C like Rebecca or they're D and I like me. And the reason this was so powerful is because by building that relationship, understanding people's personal histories and then their actual personality assessment and their style, we now have empathy for that person. We understand how to communicate with them better. And we also understand their value to the organization in a way that we wouldn't have if we if we just thought, hey, that person's kind of weird. Well, they're weird because they have a different personality from you, but that also means that they're really an asset to the team because they probably enjoy the things that you don't like doing. So that was what we did for day one. The second day was all about focusing on the experience for our customer of working with Ramblin' Jackson. We do, uh, we build websites and we do search engine optimization and we do branding. We, those are really the deliverables that we do. 
and we do them really well. I'm really, I feel very fortunate that we have earned one of the highest net promoter scores in our industry. And that even during COVID, we, we had a ridiculous, we actually didn't lose any clients. We have a very strong retention rate and uh, we're, we have strong relationships with our clients. And I always want to be improving that. I want the experience of working with us to be enjoyable. It's hard work for us and for our clients to produce the things that we do together. And by focusing on the experience, we're going to have an even better retention, more profit, and ultimately help more people. So for this day, I started the day off by hiring Joey Coleman, who is a professional keynote speaker and author who did a keynote called The First 100 Days. And one of the things that I was amazed to hear from Joey that he wrote in his book is that if you can perfect the first 100 days, if, you're, if your customer or client enjoys those first 100 days, you are very likely to retain them for five years. And if you if you screw it up during those first 100 days, the chance of them uh, staying with you goes down significantly. And I was blown away to learn how much profit you can increase by simply retaining clients. And here's a clip of Joey talking about that. Research out of Harvard Business School, Stanford Business School, and Bain & Company shows that across a wide range of industries, a 5% improvement in retention rates will lead to a 25 to 100% increase in profits. Now, I know it's early in the morning and you might have been told there would be no math today, and I promise we're gonna keep the math really simple. This is the only math, but I wanna explain how this works. Because lots of times when I share this statistic, people are like, Joey, it's fake news. Doesn't make sense. I don't understand how those numbers work. If 5% of the people who are gonna leave stay, it's gonna increase our profits 25 to 100%. How is that even possible? Well, here's how it's possible, friends. The typical business is already running at a profit. Every additional dollar that a client spends with us is more profitable than the first dollar. Why? Well, number one, we've already recouped our marketing and sales expenses by then. Number two, once we pay for your salaries, the lights, the operation of our business, every additional dollar is profitable. And most businesses are already running at some level of profit. So if we keep clients longer, if we keep the relationship going more, what ends up happening is we get more profit. Lots of times when people meet me because I'm a customer experience guy, they're like, oh, Joey, you just want to hug the customers. You're all touchy-feely. Yes, and this impacts the bottom line too. There are factual elements of this as well, that if we focus on retention, we can increase our profits. And as we increase profits, that gives us the opportunity to increase salaries, to hire more team members, to invest back into each of you. When I was planning the event with Joey, I learned that he actually ran a branding company that built websites and helped and had uh, retainer clients just like we do. So I ended up uh, hiring him to also do a workshop with us, which was phenomenal. Joey did an incredible job and we went through the different stages of working with us and we added to um, the screen, he added to the screen, are we calling people? Are we emailing them? Are we sending a gift? Um, are we meeting in person? 
And we, we went through every phase of our, of our client experience and realized, wow, just like many organizations, we are sending way too much email and, and worse, the things that I thought were gifts, they're not gifts. They're just branded crap. Now people like it when we send them the things that we were sending, like beef jerky and books and things, but we then we focused the the whole rest of the afternoon the the afternoon workshop was reviewing that and coming up with things that we were going to cut we were going to cut some emails we were going to um, add some more personalized videos we're going to add some more phone calls add some more actual gifts and note taking into our crm we're using the crm but we're not really leveraging it so i feel really confident that we're going to walk away with some immediate impact on, on our clients that they're going to really enjoy and uh, it'll inspire them to stay with us and refer us to other great clients. The third day of the retreat was focused on how to lead. The third day of the retreat was focused on effective meeting leadership. And to do this, I, I pulled in some of the content that I've read from Dave Sandler, one of my favorite authors. And uh, one of the books that I read is The 11 Sandler Success Principles, which I recommend that you pick up a copy at sandler.com. They've got really great content. And it was on the idea of IR value and um, giving yourself a score in your identity, which is separate from your role. And a lot of this, then we worked on some coaching around mindset and on work-life balance and boundaries. And one of the ways that I do that, I shared, was I get dressed for work. I'm working from home right now, but yeah, I'm wearing a sport coat. And when I take it off, I'm done working. I'm gonna go back into daddy land, change into a t-shirt and uh, you know wrestle with my kids or whatever. But that's how I do it. So as a virtual company, this is really important. And I think this whole concept of IR value, when I started practicing it, can be really valuable too. Uh, the second part of the of the workshop, we focused on verbal agreements, which is essentially getting a, a verbal um, agreement from a client about what you're gonna meet about. And we role played this. Now to have people prepare for this, I actually leveraged our online university, which I've been creating over the last couple of years with some of our, our team members here, um, where people could record themselves reading through a script that they would write with the outline of the verbal agreement. And I could grade that. And then we did it all together as a team. So that was, that was, that was exhausting, honestly, because uh, the IR value and then role playing in a team setting for a lot of people is uncomfortable. But one of our core values here at Ramblin' Jackson is grow or die. And that's where we find things, find areas in our personal life or in business where we wanna grow and growth doesn't happen without pain, right? And uh, so it was a it was a hard day, uh, but it was a really productive one. And going through that team role playing was was incredible because we started just kicking through it, and everyone got a turn. the The last day, the fourth day of the retreat, which was Friday, um, was the morning was an open block, meaning that everyone could pick one big thing to work on. Uh, I had some people, one person, our, our uh, uh, um, marketing coordinator took a, a class on Final Cut Pro to learn how to edit videos better. Our SEO specialist um, attended some online courses about 
uh, local SEO. So we all invested some time in either uh, learning, private learning, or on some big work here like we have rocks. This is part of the whole traction um, entrepreneur operating system. We have these quarterly rocks, which are big projects. And for me, I spent that time writing a new audit, which is the first thing that we do with clients is an audit. And I ended up outlining a new book and man, it was so great to spend some time, some quiet time without meeting several hours, just deep working. And we wrapped up with a reflection, a team reflection, which we recorded. And um, I had people record. We, we will then cut this up into an onboarding series for new employees and for each other so we can remember from our disk profiles, what were the three things we like about when people communicate with us? What are the three things we don't like? What is our disk profile? Things like that and some of the key takeaways from the retreat. So overall, it felt really successful. It felt like it had the, the right balance of, of content. The themes worked each day and the response from my team was really positive. Uh, by the yeah, way- Thank for- you both so much. Like this is a lot of work and you put a lot of work into it. And I mean, I think you guys did an exceptional job. Like I was worried about a remote retreat, but I had fun. You guys did very thoughtful gifts. The speakers were great. We got effective stuff out of it. So, I mean, you just killed it on a retreat. You know I mean? I've been to some very useless retreats and this is by far one of the best ones I've ever been to. So both of you deserve applause Kara and Jack so thank you and Jenny I bet Jenny did a lot too because she always does <laughs> well, thank you. so to wrap things up here um, you know you might be thinking wow this must have been really expensive it was from the gifts to hiring speakers to having uh, my whole team the cost of payroll in those meetings um, every day for a week um, yeah, it was expensive, but I can't remember who who shared this meme originally or who wrote it originally, but um, there was a CFO who said, wow, what if we spend all this uh, money training people and then they leave? And then the CEO said, well, what if we don't and they stay, right? You know, so you've got to invest in your people. You've got to invest in, in building a team and growing your individual people. And uh, that's just part of who we are here at Ramblin' Jackson with our core values of grow or die and raise the stakes. Raising the stakes is all about seeing an opportunity that's hard and just charging for it and, and going for it and raising the stakes. So we certainly did that this week. And I would encourage you again to, to think of themes for each day. Make sure that you have enough breaks in there. Send gifts to your people and hire professional speakers. Um, I'm gonna link to a bunch of speakers in the show notes here, like Joey Coleman was amazing. Uh, Marcus Sheridan is another speaker I know who who does virtual keynotes. Uh, Dwayne Herring uh, did some on disc. There are a lot of different people who are uh, who are doing uh, public speaking out there remotely and virtually. And yes, you should expect to pay them, even though it's virtual, you can probably cut the, uh, the travel costs, but when I asked my team, they said that the having those guest speakers was absolutely one of their favorite things. And by the way, if you run a landscaping company and uh, you're thinking of having a retreat, I'd love to speak at your event about sales and marketing and account management. So reach out to me, jack at ramblinjackson.com if you'd like to coordinate something.
Thanks so much for checking out today's episode of the Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing. And if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and subscribe and um, give me some reviews. If you liked this, throw some stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video and uh, have an awesome week. Have a great retreat and I look forward to talking to you next Friday.